Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 181 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. Um, it's an exciting one. I'm joined uh, this week by Alex Horn, the the assistant of the Taskmaster, but also the creator of the Taskmaster TV show, which is one of my my favourite TV sh- sh- shows. If you follow me on social media, you would have seen me rave about it a lot. And I got this opportunity come up last minute to go to the Taskmaster house and chat with Alex in the Taskmaster caravan. So it's hugely exciting. Um, before I get into the sponsor bit that I always do in the intros, I think it's worth mentioning that I would easily win Taskmaster and be the greatest guests completing all the tasks cleverly, instinctively, and w- w- wonderfully. Um, I would also correct Greg Davies every week on how to say task it's task it's not task so i want you all to tweet um tweet alex horn tweet dave tweet taskmaster all of these just hassle them saying that they need to get scrubious pip on 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 a future series um so in fact i'll give you a minute before we go into the podcast now if you want to just pop pop your phone out open uh click that's that's it open twitter then do at at Dave, I think it will come up, um, at Dave Channel, maybe. Yep, and then at Taskmaster, that will come up. I'm not sure what the exact tag is. Um, at Alex Hall, again, a similar, at Greg Davies. Um, just tag all of them and say, that's it, no, tag, that's it, the, the verified one, the blue tick, yep. Um, and just basically demand that the next guest or a future series involves... At Scroobius Pipio, um, have you have you done that? Have you? Yep. There we go. Send the tweet. That's yep. Okay, perfect. And then I'll I'll come on. I'll like that, and I'll say, yeah, that's a great idea. You just came up with that independently, but I agree with your independent th- 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 thought, and it's it's great to see such public demand for me to come on. I promise, if I do go on, I won't stutter over every task because that would obviously extend the length of the program um extensively this week's podcast is brought to you as ever by speech development records.com christmas is coming i've got a signed section at speech development records so you could buy a signed copy of my distraction pieces podcast book or my poetry and emotion book or my edinburgh fringe dvd we talk about Edinburgh Fringe in this episode and I did a show up there that got all four or five star reviews it didn't get a single rev- a review that was less than four or five stars um so that's pretty decent it sold out every every night I did 19 sh- sh- shows and they sold out so I decided to film it and we did a DVD on which I'm interviewed as an extra by Tim Key and I do a little podcast with Polar Bear, Kate Tempest and Moose Rock Wonga, a, a, a filmed one. So yeah, there's loads of interesting stuff on there, the two DVD set. And you can, can buy it signed for just 15 of your English pounds. So that's a good Christmas present, right? I think we're still just about in range of of ordering um, in time for Christmas, I think. Either way, it'd be a nice New Year's present as well. But I've got tons of good stuff at speechofelementrecords.com. We've got bobble hats, we've got scarves, we've got all sorts of win- all sorts of winter goodies 
So grab them while you can and support the podcast that comes to you for free every week. Let's get into the podcast. As we'll mention, Taskmaster Champion of Champions starts tonight on Dave. If you listen to this on Wednesday, December 13th, which you should be, it starts tonight on Dave. And as I've said, it's my favourite It's my, it's my favorite TV show. I absolutely adore it. So yeah, let the podcast begin. airplane mode oh, that's which good. is handy as we're under a flight path <laughs> so, so it's kind of appropriate isn't it what does that one do or is that um, spare that's my that's my backup because oh, right. um i once recorded one with the people who work at ben and jerry's a uk which right. was hugely exciting because i really enjoy ice cream okay um and i got to my hotel room that night and it had, hadn't recorded at all oh, so, sad. so now i record a backup but in the typical podcast way i've started recording all all casual and jumping into it. And then in the more typical podcast way, I've addressed that. So it's just the most podcasty podcast ever. I'm joined by Alex Horn. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you, Scroobius. It's, it's, it's lovely to have you. Uh, thank you. No, I'm very good. It's very nice to be asked. I was very um, pleased. Yeah. And then uh, that was the end of the emotions. Exactly. I mean, that's good emotions. That's, that's succinct and to the point. It wasn't mm-hmm. confusing for you. You knew the emotion. You recognised it. And... I don't have continued on. I don't know what you're going to be asking me later on, but just to say, I don't have many emotions. Right. Okay. I discovered recently I've never, and this won't sound great. I've never been properly sad. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good thing, though, right? It is, but it did make me feel a little bit shallow. Have you ever been? Do you feel you've ever been properly happy? That's yes, more important one. Yeah. Most days. Oh, that's good then. Yeah. So, but but it's. Do you feel that lack of emotion is a lack of awareness of? all the things that are wrong in your life. <laughs> I think what it is, it's a lack of empathy. I think, right. quite luckily, I've not had many near deaths. Yeah. Close to me. Yeah. Some pets. Yeah, that all counts. Uh, some grandparents, but at the right time. Yeah. We're meant From to my die point of view, age, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And then other people's sadness doesn't seem to make me sad. That's what I'm worried about. I know, I think it's... I don't think it's, it's something you should should worry about and i think mm. genuinely, I, mean, I don't get that worried al- i'm always al- happy although we're being uh, light-hearted about it i think it's genuinely good for people to hear that because we're in a world now where we have to share and express our sadness at every event mm. like if we don't do a social media post that prince has died or someone else and how how and i and prince is my favorite artist ever but i wasn't that's that sad okay that's, I, that makes me feel I kind of I, i've still got his albums i enjoyed it um, they don't take them away when someone no, dies. My relationship with Prince hasn't changed at all since he died. We, we, we've completely ex- kept the exact same relationship. I guess, of, if anything, it's levelled out. Yeah. You, you know where you yeah, are with Prince now. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're now more evens. So, yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice balance of emotions, I guess. But mm. again, I think people are too hung up on, I'm really heartbroken by this or that. And really, it's just a tweet. It's not really affected your date. Like, once you've sent that tweet, you mm. normally getting on with your life so it's yeah, good it to change the balance a lack of that emotion well anyway there we are is that it that that's it thank you mm. for coming um no we we I'm, i mean i'm glad you've made time because we're on the lunch break in the taskmaster ca- a caravan as you're filming taskmaster yes. champion of champions oh we're actually oh yes that is right 
Oh, are you, are, you, are, well, are you on to future? Well, we are, but we're not allowed to tell anyone that. Okay, that's excellent. I'll be keeping an eye out to see if I can spot any spoilers. <laughs> peering yeah, out windows. I think they've not officially announced it, so I think officially I'm not allowed to announce it. But right. so we're definitely filming Taskmaster of yeah, some sort. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's great, because I was saying to you before we started, and I sometimes get told off on the podcast, because people say, oh, all you do is you're always really nice to all your guests. And what people don't realise is it's up to me who the guests are. So I only have people I want to talk to. And Taskmaster, in my opinion, it's the most consistent TV show of the last decade, I think. Like, genuinely, every episode, because of the format and because of the the, the variation of, of, of contestants, it's just consistently hilarious and entertaining. So, Well, that's very nice to hear. I don't mind you being nice to your guests. No, it's, it's good from the guests' mm. side of the table. I mean, I would say that probably, and I, I, very nice of you to say that, but I think if there is consistency, it's probably because of our guests, and we have the same policy, that we only have people on that we want yeah. as well. Yeah. So we invite people who we think are really funny and nice, Yeah, and so they tend to be funny and nice. And it's, it's, it's great as well, because the first season had two of my, f- my favourite people Can on. Can I guess? In, go on. Tim and Ramesh. Yes, exactly yeah, right. Okay. Exactly, they're just absolutely w- 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 wonderful. But each season, I mean, last no, yeah, it was last season. I think that that, that Bob Mortimer was on. And, yeah, and that won. was such an amazing. Just Bob Mortimer's just ah oh, spending the best time with him in, in this, world, in this right. caravan, sitting up. Imagine if I was Bob Mortimer. Yeah, like, this is quite yeah. fun. But imagine yeah. Mortimer, yeah, 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 with his little little face. Ah, oh, yeah. No, I mean that's that was. It's moments like that when you, you come up with a stupid idea and then a couple of years, years later you think, you know, I can say, right, I want these people to dig a hole, biggest hole wins, and then Bob Mortimer does it. Yeah. It's pretty... It, it is kind of just relying on better comics to make your ideas happen. It's absolutely amazing, right. but again, it's, 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 it's the format. And, and let's uh, I'll rewind then, because mm-hmm. this was originally um, a fringe show, Yeah, it, was it? Not, it wasn't even that. It was a one-off... So I was doing a, a show at the Fringe yeah. and... Quite often, I think for me the the way to do the fringe is to have a laugh and experiment, yeah, and use it because you're up there and all your mates are up there and there's an audience there. So if you just go up and do one show, um, it's potentially a waste of a month. Yeah. So I always take up a show and then do another couple of bits and bobs. Great. And that this was just a, an excuse to get twenty comedians together for one night. Yeah. And actually, I'd set them a task every month for a year, and so we had one night where I told them what all the others had done and there was a small audience yeah. and that that was it and that was meant to be that that was meant to be the end of it really it was just a laugh oh that's amazing and then that uh, that that, uh, that format translates yeah we did it again the next year with 10 comedians because there were too many people yeah and that time someone said oh this should be a, it could be a telly show yeah. and they took years after that but it was never a telly idea maybe that's why it's slightly different from other things because it's not come from a place of desperation to get on telly yeah it was just an idea and i think Dave are good at trying out those ideas with with um, Go Eight Bit. I think yeah. it's great, and with they, I'm sure it was on. No, it, it might have been on the BBC that Dara Brin did the one that was the, yeah the maths one. Yeah, that, that again, was Dave. That was and Dave. just 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 things like that that's, that feel like they're things that again, as you said, Edinburgh is perfect for. I'm going to be up there with loads of my mates. I'm going to have some spare evenings. Yeah, let's do a show where, for example, we all wrestle or the freestyle battles and stuff like that. All stuff that are some of the best shows, but it's purely born of boredom. It's it's born of I'm it doing is. the same show every night for a whole month. Yeah, on my night off, I want to do let's do a freestyle battle or this or that. Exactly. Well, Tim and I did a show before Tim Key and I yeah. um, years ago up there with Mark Watson called We Need Answers, which is a very low key or low fi 
quiz show where we got all the questions from do you, do you remember these text question answer services you could text six triple three six yeah any question they'll answer it yeah and we teamed up with them and they gave us all their uh questions and answers so it's people saying you know it was quite a lot of how big's my dick that yeah sort of thing. yeah um, but put that on a quiz yeah and it, and it works so the yeah. two comics have to say what the say what how answer big their dick is yeah <laughs> Well, they had to say what answer the text answering service gave. Right, so what they'd predict. Yeah, they, they would say, so well, the average male penis is, and, and so on. So it becomes a sort of formalised version. Yeah. And that got picked up by BBC Four. That was on for one series, and then they dropped it quite from quite a height. Yeah. But, uh, was there ever any annoyance, or is, is, is there any drive from the fact that Tim Key is such an Edinburgh darling and that he's, he's, he's always winning awards, always yeah. having these... Everyone, he'll turn up and do absolutely anything. He'll have a mattress in the middle of the room and do a whole thing around he it. And will. everyone say, "What a work of art!" Yeah, he's a nightmare. Or is it um, feels like he's just making it up on the spot? And well, what he does is quite clever. <laughs> so he is my sort of—I'm not sure about friend, but you know, he's, <laughs> I've known him for a long time. He's my son's godfather, a prolonged associate. Yeah, I keep him close, you know. <laughs> but what was I going to say? He—he's um, oh, quite clever. In lots of ways, but what is his current tactic is to do work in progress shows up in Edinburgh. Yeah. But plan them for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're much better yeah. than anyone else's shows. Yeah. yeah. But he keeps the cool. Oh, no, he's brilliant. You've got um, the pressure off yeah. of it being a work in progress. It's like, wow. Uh, uh, well, to be honest, when, so when the first series of this, Frank Skinner agreed to do it, and that meant that was great because it meant other people would sign up. But for yeah. me, having Tim do it just meant that it was a different sort of show to a normal panel show because you yeah. wouldn't get him on what, the week. Yeah. You? Completely. So he does lend a sense of not just uh, coolness, but just uh, I think people trust that he's avant-garde, but in a quite know what I'm trying to say. But yeah, no, uh, he's uh, different. A hundred percent. It instantly had that different feel. And again, I think it's the, the as stupid as it sounds, but the consistency of you have the same guests for a whole season. I know that sounds stupid, mm. but it made it stand out well, from the panel shows that have a lot of the same people on rotation, or they will have filmed two episodes of 8 out of 10 cats in the same night that go out in separate months and they've changed a show or things like that it's just a bit this like no we're having the same people like you're going to get to see a Ramesh do his same angry face every week um, in reaction to something that took that was the hardest bit to get across the line TV wise because people thought well that's not how it works you don't want to people won't tune in again to see those five people whereas actually it's a sitcom in that respect or or more like EastEnders probably and it's what lures you in because you are are waiting you're invested after the first one. You've seen a one-person win, and you want to mm. know who wins. Although I think the first episode of a new series, people go, "Ah, oh, no, this, this this lot aren't for me." Right. And then by the second one, hopefully they they realise that they like someone or they don't like someone, and yeah. they tune in again. But I'm always nervous the first episode of a new series, how people are going to react. Yeah. You know, if they go, "Well, that no, this that lot aren't good," because they are stuck with them. Yeah. Yeah. But then five different bra- if any people, you know, that's always what I've been surprised by is that everyone's so different. Yeah. You know, if me and you were asked to do the same thing, we would do it in very different ways, even though we look very similar and have been mistaken for each other. Yeah, yeah, it's happened. But that, again, that's what's um, what's great about it is most series, there'll be one or two people that you're not as familiar with as, mm. a, as, as a viewer, and they're the ones that end up becoming the favourites, it seems. Mm. Paul Chowdhury comes to mind, and, 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 and Mish's constant failures yeah. um, on the last season is what makes them... The most endearing and uh, endearing is a good word. I think. I think if I was on it, I think being the triumphant loser is the best part to play because any victory you do get after that, you know, once you're established as being bad at it, yeah, but trying hard, yeah, 
then you're everyone's favourite. Yeah, exactly. So, so how's how was it, or, or was it always the plan to do a champion of champion? I think ones? quite early. Once we got, once we knew we'd done, once we knew we got to do the third series, I think we were thinking, oh, I hope we get to do five, so we have yeah. five winners. I mean, it's based heavily on gladiators. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. And when when they did the international gladiators, yeah, that that was a big moment for me. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? There's, there's probably also some elements of Big Brother in there. So yeah. I, I used to be, I used to work on Big Brother. I was a logger. Right. Two thousand. I don't know. It was the third se- series, so it yeah. was Jay Goody and oh wow, PJ. Yeah. And Spencer. I could probably yeah. name most of them. Kate That's good. Lawler. Yep. Yeah. Kate Lawler was my aunt's assistant just before she left to go mm. and do Big Brother. Okay. So, Can I you guess go. your aunt's name? Yes. Janet. Nope. June. Nope. It's definitely beginning with a K- Karen. Nope. I'm getting Lisa. No. Do you want to give me a clue? Give me the uh, last. It begins letter. with an A. Oh, oh not Wait. Anita. No. Anna. I've gone for that because it's an unusual A name. Go on, keep going. Uh, not Eileen. No. But with an A. Ashling. No. no. Alison. No. Not just Auntie. <laughs> auntie. <laughs> no, it's Antoinette. Oh, we uh, could have been here for a long <laughs> exactly, time. Exactly, it's an unusual. Aunt, That's why I felt confident yeah. giving you the first letter. You, your eyes lit up when I said, "Can I guess her name?" Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, he's good luck." Yeah. Oh, so Lawler so was Kate Lawler was Antoinette's yeah. assistant. Yeah. And then she did great on on Big, Big Brother. So what? <laughs> so you were there to log, Pete? Just so I to log. had to sit and watch it. There was two of us at a time. You could only do two hour shifts and one hour off. They gave us a barocca right. a barocca as soon as we arrived. Amazing. And uh, so you sit and watch it, and you just get addicted to it because if you, I think if you watch anything, you get addicted. Yeah. If you watch Goldfish, you'll want to tune in next completely, week. Completely, completely. But. There were lots of good elements to that, especially when it started, when it was just a social experiment rather than a way to get famous. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good, and some of their games were really good. And then they did have International Big Brother, I think, where people yeah. from different countries, and I was interested in that. Yeah. I do like, yeah, just, I mean, this show is meant, meant to be just about people doing things. And again, I, I, I completely agree. I think Big Brother gets a bad rap. Not that it's a show that I particularly watch or enjoy, but mm. as a concept, it's beautiful. Yeah. Because I, I remember... Y- Years ago, I had an inquiry to ask if I'd be interested in doing a Celebrity Big Brother. And I said no, because, again, it is now something that you do for fame or whatever else. But it appealed to me as an experiment, because you watch it and you go, why are they arguing over someone's eating the chicken? This yeah. is ridiculous. I could solve that argument in a second. But if you've ever lived with anyone, you know that someone putting yeah. the milk in the wrong place becomes this infuriating Thing. So whilst you can sit at distance and say, I'd solve that problem, in yeah. reality, you might not. You might break and crumble. I sort of think if it wasn't filmed, I would be yeah. on it like a like a rat. Yeah, yeah. I would, but, then, but then again, if it wasn't filmed, you would behave differently. Because we had to go and test some of the games back in the day when, we, when I was a logger. We right. were allowed in and we were in the camera runs and stuff. It was really exciting. Yeah. Because it, you know, it was headline news the next day, whatever happened in the house. But as soon as you know that other people are watching you in this control centre, yeah. you behave so weirdly. Yeah. Because you don't want to look competitive, but you don't want to lose. You, you, it sort of heightens everything about you. It becomes completely unnatural because it's yeah. it's now you portraying a character rather than you in a, a genuine situation. Yeah, and you want everyone to like you and be impressed. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Mm. So that influenced the idea of, of Taskmaster in I think so. Hopefully subliminally rather than too much me going, yeah. oh, I want to copy that. But yeah. I definitely, when I look back, I think, oh, yeah, there was... There's elements to it. It's it's something that left our TV f- for a long while. Mm. From like your 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 Crystal Maze and your Challenge Annika and and all these different Crypt e- even and Factor, yeah, Crypt and Factor and Generation Game type things mm. where there was these tasks each time. It kind of it went away and it's 
Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely thing to come sure, back. I think people do like the fact that you're getting your hands dirty and you're actually doing yeah. stuff. Like, at the moment, someone's outside digging a hole for something we've asked them to do. Fantastic. And I think it's nice when you see comedians doing that rather than sitting behind a desk, sometimes scoffing at people and, or, or, you know, being a bit cynical. Yeah. But seeing them actually do stuff against the clock and stuff that you could do at home. Yeah, and I think people do appreciate yeah. that. And, and, and watching the way the brain works, because there will be stuff that... It's such a simple misunderstanding or such a simple misinterpretation mm. of how to do something that you'll show everyone do it their way and then the last person you'll show and it'll be the most ludicrous, yeah. illogical. Yet in their mind at the time, this is the best way to this get the this only from way. here to here. Yeah, I mean, I think in a way that might be the opposite of Big Brother, that they're actually feeling quite a safe environment here. So it's just me. Yeah. A small crew. There's two cameras and yeah. sound and that's it. So they, they try... And they, we're here for a long time. They, they each come for maybe six, seven days, yeah, and do a load of tasks. So they feel very confident and safe. So they're, they're not ever self-conscious. They're just being themselves. Yeah. Which is great, because they really let their guard down. And they're idiots. They really, you know... Yeah, I mean, we, we sometimes they, 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 there's some of the most ludicrous yeah. misunderstandings. Almost. It's the ones I've, I thoroughly enjoy is when they've made a mistake early that clearly disqualifies <laughs> them, and you allow <laughs> them to on, keep going yeah. for an hour or so, and then yeah. the heartbreak as they're watching it going, oh... I messed that up, didn't I? Yeah, and it can be heartbreaking. Because <laughs> they've invested so much of their little lives. Yeah. I really like all of them, and they're all very, you know, they are all very bright. But I like it when bright people cock up. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, a pizza has arrived. Yeah, I'm going to nibble it. Are you sure? Yeah, that's absolutely I, Even the fine. smell of it makes me feel like I'm being slightly antisocial. No, it smells del- delicious. I've already eaten, but um, okay. a Franco Manca would is, you, would is, you, uh, is a known okay. fantastic yeah. pizza place. I've never eaten there. I went to once, and they, they couldn't fit me in. No. Oh. Mm, they were too busy. Oh, right. Too, not, too, too not, busy. Too, not height. Yeah, I was going to say, the doors. <laughs> Tiny doors. Yeah, that's a misunderstanding. Tiny doors. Um, so, one thing I wanted to inquire about, if okay. it's, it's going to be mind an inquiry. fixed at any point, is is, is 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 anyone looking into teaching Greg how to say task? Um, because it infuriates me every series. Because because he says task. He, he says task. Yeah, well, we, I, yeah. I, I, I tweet him about it all the time, and he gets quite annoyed. Um, and then a lot of people from the Midlands get involved, and but it's it's Taskmaster, oh, as, as, as you yeah. will generally state quite clearly. And uh, I don't think he's going to change. He doesn't change. Okay, he will always be how he is. <laughs> and there's, <laughs> there's nothing no I can do, or him. you can do about it. Right. Yeah. So no, the answer is no. It's a shame, but um, oh, it's a massive shame. Um, I mean, it's a fundamental. It's the name of the show. Yeah, it is, and 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 he is. It's his title. Yeah, it's his own. T- he doesn't know his own name. Yeah, he says Greg, right? Yeah, he gets that. Davies. Well, yeah. he sometimes gets Davies. I think he calls it Davis, but yeah, it is but it's Davies. Davies yeah. yeah, so he gets his surname wrong and his title, but he's got Greg nailed. I mean, it's a mess. But yeah, he he gets Greg perfectly right, and and so does he. Does. Greg's, Greg's role as the taskmaster, taskmaster, or, or taskmaster. Yeah. Um, does he know w- 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 what's happened in advance, or is he, he witnessing it all in the studio? It's pretty you know, natural. It's it all pretty real. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think the real elements of the show are them doing the tasks against the clock. Yeah, with they have no idea what's coming. Yeah, Greg doesn't know till the day of the studio. I mean, Brilliant. I I call him and say, oh. It's, it's, you're going to enjoy it it's a lot of fun but I do all his bidding yeah and then he watches it sometimes he watches it for the first time in the studio sometimes like an hour or two before so he's got some idea of what to say but yeah. he doesn't really need it and quite often he'll watch it and uh, say right I might say this about this person but he normally won't he'll normally just 
yeah. it'll be off the cuff because you don't really know how someone's done until you see them reacting to it as well and, yeah. and the audience reacting to it yeah sometimes they make little films you know they might make a trailer for yeah. a movie yeah or and a I song might, I mean the yeah, song, song that Bob or Bob's edition yeah, yeah, yeah. To the song that was just about Rosalind shouting angrily at Rosalind, mm. or how got away how with them, she was, was was just wonderful. Yeah, but if but I will sometimes think, well, that's a brilliant movie until yeah. you show it in front of the audience and you realise, oh no, that's an awful movie. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Um, so great, yeah, it's all pretty. His natural reactions to what he's seen, and he never scores it until the night. So he, he does hand out the points. We don't know who's going to win. All that side of it, I yeah. think, is quite important, even though it's ludicrous. But it's important that it's real. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. if, if the contestants think, well, this is all predestined, then then I think you lose an element. Of exactly. It. This it's the perfect combination of, of of the obviously prepared and filmed and played out far in advance, and then the reality of that all reacting and and and, uh, and happening on the night. Such. Yeah, but that's quite difficult in TV terms because it means you can't drop any task. So if you show a task and it doesn't, doesn't work, yeah, and it's not funny. We have to still show it because otherwise the points don't add up. Yeah. So this is another leap that the channel have to make and trust us that yeah you know we, we have to show everything we do it's it's a leap and it, this is going to sound like a strange leap but i think speaking of bob mortimer bob and uh, vic and bob made a really important leap years ago in realizing that on general comedy quiz panel shows the points don't matter at all mm. um it's purely the entertainment and the laughing and that's been adapted into eight out of ten cats and everything else no one really it doesn't matter who wins as long as it's funny and there's good answers. And Taskmaster has been the f- kind of first to leap back in the opposite direction, going, points no, the points really matter. It's the most important yeah. thing. How dare you? That's a very good point. So was that, again, did you... Or was that something you were aware of early on? It's like, we can't just kind of cheat this as such. There, there we've got to allow that to, to, to I think play out. it was based only on that first initial competition, which yeah. was inspired by Tim won the Perrier and I wasn't there, so I was jealous and so I wanted to do my own, <laughs> wanted to do my own competition. Yeah. So it was just that I knew that I had these 20 comics and they would care yeah. who won. So if I started saying you've got a million points for that, they're not going to be interested. So yeah, it was just, I think it's based on that, that yeah, yeah. the comics had to trust me. Had to actually care in but, the investment. And yeah, the, but having said that, one of the first tasks in that Edinburgh one was uh, find a hedgehog fastest wins. So I, right. I emailed that to all twenty, mm-hmm. and within I'd say twenty seconds, Tim Key had emailed back saying found one, and so I gave him the full points because I have no reason not to believe him. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you know, unless anyone could prove that he hadn't found one, he said he found it and released it. Actually, sound he said. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not going to reflect well on me, but his actual quote was, found it, fucked it, ate it. <laughs> Brilliant. Which is classic Brilliant. Tim King. Brilliant, yeah. Not really in my persona to say that sentence yep. about an, a mammal. Yep. Um, so so, so the points do matter, but they are, they are often unfair at the same time. Yeah. So he will get the full points for that, but the other comics will feel cheated. But they can also see that there's some logic to it. Perfect. Mm. I mean, uh, obviously, um, we're going to talk about a champion of champions a little bit more without obviously re- revealing anything yes purely because I don't want my enjoyment to be ruined in, in fact as this goes out on December 13th it starts tonight right? yeah is this, that, this, is that it, the case this yeah. is this is the work with podcasts so this is going out but it, so some people might have heard it it will g- uh, this will go out on the 13th and we right. get the bulk of our listeners on the on the day Do you? And, and, and the rest um, kind of as it goes on but I mean well, all of the Taskmaster ones are on the Dave on Demand right mm. or well yeah the probably the series. same as you know TV's a bit like podcasts now that people tend not to yeah I'd say the bulk of them watch it on the day yeah but a lot of people don't and we got and a lot catch of up. Uh, people were very annoyed that the last when they announced the winner of the last series yeah that 
they it had gone seen out the end. a couple of hours right. like, oh yeah on Twitter Dave announced it and people were annoyed with that because they were saying well the TV's different now we don't all watch it yeah but equally yeah fuck them yeah <laughs> equally um, but yeah no and, 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 and the thing oh, one of the things as soon as or since it started Antoinette sorry it, <laughs> It's going to bug me. It, it wasn't until I researched the original one at the Fringe, or it might have been the second one at the Fringe. As soon as it started, I was like, when are you going to have, have Josie Long on? Yeah. she's the most competitive person I know and one of the funniest people I know. And then I saw that she was a previous a winner of the original yeah. incarnation. So, yeah. Is, is there? Do you have a hit list of people that you want to get on that you think each kind of each series let's see if they're about yeah there's a it's a it's a tricky balance i'd say it tends to be i suggest the people i want yeah and the channel suggests the people they want yep, and the production company suggests the people they want and we meet in the middle Perfect. and there's never anyone on it that i don't want yeah there might be people i do want who don't get on it yeah and there have to be the right balance of types of people and not just you know the wacky one and the old one but just if somebody it's very gentle you want someone next to that who's Oh, you can have two gentle people, but probably yeah. not five. Yeah, um, yeah, I get yeah. So it is quite a tricky balance, and I mean, I'm hoping that we can carry on going for a bit, so that I can get all the people that I want yeah. on it. But it tends to be that I can have, I can sneak someone in. I mean, even Tim, the first time, he was sort of my one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to say to people, you trust me, he'll be great on it. Yeah. So yeah, I can do that once a series, I suppose. That's great. Yeah, but off, I'd say you're more of a connoisseur of a certain sort of comedy yeah. than maybe the people yeah and then completely different tastes completely yeah and 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 that's it but that's what works about it is there is that variation you will have a bob mortimer that most people have heard of and mm. is a legend and then you'll have yeah whoever else on on that one that's 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 going to be the and uh, tim key stands out as yeah. the as as the one that that, that rose there, and yeah. so Joe Lolly, Wilkinson, and yeah. so Lolly Adafopi in that yeah. series. You know, there was a, up with Mel Gedroich and yeah. Noel Fielding, who were big, yeah. know, big hitters, and Hugh Dennis and Joe Lysett. So yeah, you do get five people who wouldn't normally be on the same show together, which, yeah. is, which is fun and it works and nicely. And again, there is a mix. Not to keep analysing the guests selection, but there does always seem to be someone from the the. The old guard in in yeah Hugh Dennis or Frank Skinner or Bob Mortimer and that m- mixes nicely with yeah, your lollies and your kind of more new and and currently touring in this in the scene kind yeah of it's not massively deliberate that but I think you're right it does help because they're so confident in themselves even when they're deciding what to do with, with the task yeah they're not worried about if like Bob's never worried about the points or about being funny because he knows he's going to be funny yeah. And so he just does them, and he ended up winning quite a few points because he's just a—he's a dad, yeah. you know. So he's handy. And, and Whereas the, Nish, the confidence there as well is exactly right. And and Hugh Dennis was one of the best examples. Oh, of that. I love absolute Hugh Dennis. confidence. And then he, I think he got a really bad score pretty much every week. He was but unlucky. The confidence of when r- recording every task just well. Yeah, this is obviously how it's going to work. And I think then, he might be. I don't have favourites, but I think he's probably the one I prefer to all the others. Yeah, yeah. I um, he just—he looks so. He, he looks quite vulnerable, Hugh. I think. Yeah, yeah. And you think you know him because he's been in all the massive TV shows. Yeah, even, even like Fleabag as well. Yeah. But there he was. Yeah, he was sort of stripped bare. Yeah. And you realise he's a really interesting man. Yeah. Sort of sensitive and sort of dopey. Yeah. Very funny. Very nice. Amazing. I, t- I carried him in one task for a bit. That will stay with me. <laughs> carrying Hugh Dennis. When I'm watching um, Mary Whitehouse experience as a 16 year old, I didn't yeah. think one day I'd be carrying. I'd be Hugh carrying. Dennis. Uh, Hugh Dennis. Um, so, so, how do you enjoy the the task 
side of it because I, I assume that you come up with a lot of the tasks. Can we use the bulk of again? Because you used that earlier. I enjoyed yeah, it when you said the bulk of the tasks. Yeah. Is that is, is that come up you... with the bulk of the tasks? Yeah, but then you're there and engaged, and you're the one consistent, I guess, because you're there for everyone's yeah, attempts I and everyone's when engagement. When we started it, we didn't think I'd have to be here all the time. Yeah. But it, it does put people at ease, because I tend to know most of the people on it, because we're from the yeah, same in- yeah. industry yeah. circuit. And I, to be honest, I really want to be. I hate, occasionally I have to miss it, because I have to drop... I miss like, one task in the morning, because I have to drop the kids to school or something. And I hate it, because I I want to be there for I just want to watch it all, because it's, it's so... So the first time someone does a task, it's yeah. interesting, because I've come up with a task, and then someone has to do it. And yeah. I think will they do it the way I think I would do it yeah and then the second time you're thinking that's sort of the make or break of a task if two people do it differently you think right that's going to be fine that'll make it into the show because we there's some that don't make it not not very many and by the third you're thinking oh this is who's going to win yeah. and by the fifth it fits that jigsaw you, you've got the story you've got someone doing it well someone badly yeah and then that happens every you know yeah. again and again and again so it's just a lovely day yeah I really enjoy it the only trouble is the first time someone does a task, there's a lot of setting up where the cameras go, what exactly the wording should be. And once you've, once you've done it once, you're locked into it. You can't change yeah, anything. Yeah, of course. So the first time round takes a bit longer. Yeah. And you're, you're more nervous. To get that n- nailed down. Well, even if you say you've got 20 minutes, you might suddenly think, oh, no, 10. Ten's much better. Ten's more. But once you've done it once, yeah. it's done. So um, I'm going to talk about other, other stuff as well as okay. Taskmaster. With me? But yeah, with you I'm going to I mean on the way home I might yeah. ring some others I might ring some people and have a chat but I barely talk about anything else so this would be nice yeah um, I'm going to have another slice though no have another slice um, the Champ of Champs Can which I, is sorry to interrupt go ahead. it's not pre-sliced so I'm just tearing it apart if you want uh, to have a look at that I'm never sure on that on, uh, on, on takeaway from no, rest if it's, a, it. if it's a takeaway you'd slice it right yeah I always think that because I've, I've done as as you as you will have I'm sure I've done a lot of, of hotel tour eating mm. And a hotel room, and you've got an unsliced pizza. It's mm. not, it's not ideal. One time on tour, I got a takeaway curry. Yeah, and it smelled really bad in the room. Yeah. So afterwards, I hung it up, the empty packaging. I hung it from a window outside and shut the window, and so the smell wasn't there. And then I woke up in the morning, and it was all over the roof because the bird had been at yeah. it. And I felt, I sort of felt, yeah, felt shame ever since. It, they're going to have assumed that that was mm. some kind of avant-garde rock and roll statement yeah. of trash in a room. I was trying to be kind. He got his curry <laughs> and he got a bird to spread it all yeah. over the hotel. Um, do you think that the, 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 the pizza people knew mm. that it was coming to the Taskmaster house and thought, we'll give them a bit mm. of a challenge. Oh, I hope so. That eat, makes me feel eat better. Eat this pizza without any cutlery. You've you've got one hour of a podcast. It does cross my mind. So comedians <laughs> normally, if you meet someone on the street, they'll go, oh, go and tell us a joke. Yeah. And I tend to now have all... Oh, I've got a task for you. Right, yeah. <laughs> and they tend not to quite be, not exactly right for the show. Yeah. They're normally a bit blue. <laughs> they like, do a, do a Taskmaster blue. <laughs> do a dirty task yeah. for me. No, yeah. I won't. Um, but anyway, the, the champ of champs, the line-up is Bob Mortimer, J- J- Josh Widdicombe, mm-hmm. Catherine Ryan, Noel Fielding, and Rob. Rob Beckett, who I think was a surprise winner, right? I don't think well, anyone was, anticipated he, Rob. He didn't to... either. It came down to him or Al Murray and Dave Gorman, who are both... They're all, all three of them are very intelligent, yeah. but I suppose different types of intelligence. Street, I mean, Rob is Street clever... smarts on that, yeah. isn't it? Street smarts. But Rob knows his strengths and he knows his weaknesses, and he managed to play the two of them off against each other. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, my only regret out of the um, line-up is that Josh Widdicombe... Uh, I call him Josh Widdicombe, MBE, 
Right, my, probably my favourite ever joke, yep, and I forgot to do that in the studio. Unbelievable! That's I'm doing it now, though. Yep, that's, yep. that's on record. Yep. So everyone tuning in tonight, just uh, just play that bit of audio yep. just beforehand. It's Josh Whitaker, MBE. Um, I, I, I noted down there, uh, Rob's the lowest scoring winner. Oh. just so you know, just just, just <laughs> is that per episode or in total? Um, in total, and I know there was the, more episodes mm. in the last two series. Was that? Is no, that, that correct? would be good to know. I mean, I. Weirdly, it went six episodes, then yep. five, then five, then eight, then eight. Wow, that's a lot more. Mm. Yeah, so, so it's a bit harsh on him. But I would say um, John Richardson was unlucky not to make it to the final. I think he was a he scored on average more points than, for example, Widdico MBE. Yeah, and uh, John's never let me not know that he's someone I would expect to win. Mm. I think he expects yeah. to win, and I expect him to win. There was one task where we, I changed the scoring. Yeah before a task in the studio and uh, we just thought oh let's have a high scoring round and anyone could have won the points he yeah. didn't and Catherine did and she went on to win and that rankled <laughs> and that's when did. I realised people do care about the points they genuinely care and I'd like to apologise to John Richardson I mean but equally um, again yeah fuck him <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so it's, it, it's it's good to talk to you and hear that you in enjoy it so much because it does feel like something that its success has made it take over your life a lot because you have done you were doing fringe shows for a long yes. time before Taskmaster you were doing a, a lot with the horn section and always great on 8 out of 10 cats does countdown and stuff Thank like that with the horn section and, and that's for anyone who doesn't know it's it's comedy with a band and with songs and some live improvisation and stuff like that and that's about it and um, yeah, how is that? Is is there is there any kind of element that you're like, well, I need a break from from tasks, it's or is it, it a is. happy a happy success at the moment? Um, it's happy at the moment. I mean, I've never been sad, as we know. Yeah, that's established. Yeah, I um, haven't done a solo stand-up gig pretty much since we started. So I, wow. I, I did my last show, which was called Monsieur Butterfly. About it was a very elaborate show. You know, Mousetrap, the game. Mousetrap. Yeah. I sort of built Great a big game. one of them over Amazing. an hour. It's a lot of fun, but. So that ended when this started, and I haven't really done anything since. But I have got the horn section, which really keeps keeps me going. Yeah. So I do that as a live thing once yeah. a week, maybe. And I'm thinking that's fine. Yeah, I quite that's like plenty, it. Isn't it? So in a way, I rely so much the band I love because they're my old oldest friends yeah. from primary school, and this I love because it's a, a little team. Yeah. And they got the five brilliant comics, so I very rarely have to rely on my own wits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. always just using other people to stand on their shoulders and that's fine so going back by myself isn't very appealing yeah I mean again it's a perfect combination there really right you've all, you've got to have the fun part of coming up with something creative mm. and someone else has to have the part of making that funny I just come up with a set so it's lines. like you're coming up yeah. with the title of the fringe show yeah. and then handing it off to someone else I did a to make a, a funny fringe show from yeah. it yeah I did a bit well, I used to say for, in the horn section I've, I've, I've I haven't finished. I've got some new stuff. I haven't finished writing it, yeah. and I just read out the setup to some jokes. Like uh, this elephant, he, uh, you know, walked into a swimming changing room. Yeah, that's all I've written on that's, that one so that's, far. That's, that's <laughs> all you've got. You've yeah, got yeah. the beginning point. Let the other comics. Let the big boys. You write could the just joke. pass that on. That's pretty much my career. Yeah, and it's 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 a demanding one though because it's a show that Dave. I mean, p- people for a long time laughed at Dave for the amount of reruns. 
and how they're all about reruns. Mm. When they they find something they like, they like it, yeah. they? Because they've pretty much had you going from series to series to series. Yeah. Of, it's not a once a year thing. I it's mean, they a, do want people to laugh at them, Dave, yeah. but they were laughing in the wrong way, weren't yeah, they? But, yeah, exactly. Not, in a, not laughing with them, laughing yeah. at them, which no, no they, one I likes. mean, it's that thing of, some people do say, oh, but, but you wish you were on BBC One or something. Whereas actually, Dave, it, it's not a small pond, but it is that big fish and small pond yeah. type thing where they really get behind us and they let us do whatever yeah. we want. There's no meddling, but they chuck loads of money on the advertising. So, yeah, I think it's better being a culty thing than a mainstream thing always. Yeah. Cause, in comedy anyway, because you get to do whatever you want and the people will find you if they like it. Yeah, completely. And again, it, I, th- I think the more seasons you do, the more room you have for the acceptance that it's it's the concept and the show that works rather than having to yeah. force these big names in. So there'll always be... I, I mean, I feel early on you'd probably have, well, we need to have... X amount of huge names, whereas you might get more lean way the further you go on. Because I like, know it's the format. It's the yeah, format I don't think people are tuning in to watch Bob, but they yeah. would hopefully think, "Oh, good, Bob's on." Great, it. yeah, exactly. I'm enjoying seasons. I'm enjoying the, you're saying seasons all the time, not yeah. series. Just yeah, so you know, seasons is is the appropriate. I mm-hmm. think um, like like the like winter. Um, yeah, very much like winter, but also, and this is to prove that I'm a professional broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Also, the American terminology and. Mm. There's, I, I, I read on Wikipedia, so it's not a secret. I don't know if it's something that's happening now, but there's going to be an American. Oh, I added um, that to Wikipedia. That's not true. Is, I, I it, added that. It, is that not true? Yeah. <laughs> no, that is true. That is true. I think that's, <laughs> that's out there. Yeah, and you're going to be the 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 assistant as such on that. That's still, my natural you need role. A, you need a. Greg's called the Taskmaster. Have, have, yeah. you, have you got a specific title? No, it varies. So I used to be the Taskmaster's assistant, then I got demoted to the Taskmaster's secretary. Right, okay. And then I became his masseur for a couple of weeks. Great. So it, it varies, um, you know, depending on Greg's whim, yeah. what he wants me to do. But but how I've, does that appeal, the um, um, uh, um, Americanising it? And what? Uh, I'm very happy with... Well, so we've filmed a lot of that already. Yeah. And so Gre- Greg has become Reg. It's a similar name, so Greg right. to Reggie. Yeah, it's almost the same letters. Yep. just with an extra great. IE. Um, so it's Reggie Watts. is, yep. is my new He's boss. Great. So I've got two bosses now. Yeah, and yeah, it's a different sort of boss. Yeah, equally sort of grand. They're yep. both men that you are impressed by, I think. Yeah, but he is he's he is gentler than Greg. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah, although Greg's touch is lovely. I mean, he's he's a big he's man. a big man. But a tender man, from what I can Thank you. Yeah. tell. That's what I'm trying to spread, this word, that he is very kind um, to me. Yeah. But Reggie's different. And I think the slight different role in America is that, because I'm the one who knows the show, yeah. I sort of can run it slightly more from my little seat, which is yeah. quite nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I look slightly more like I know what I'm doing. But no, essentially it's exactly the same have, thing. Have, has there been any announcement on who, who the, 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 the contestants are? No, I can't I, even... You can't even discuss it. I can't even tell just, myself. I was... It, the mind boggled, because I think the comedy... The stand-up scene in America is fantastic at the moment. But also, knowing American TV, I thought they're definitely going to try and put someone off Storage Wars on there. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and the idea of this mixture... Also, it, yeah. America is... It feels like more of the place where in the UK they go, it'll be all comedians. And in America mm. they go, well, we need some celebrities as well as comedians so well you'll be interested as, to see when as, as, as the um, as the comedy roasts often are they're, yeah. they're kind of there's there's these people like Anthony Jeselnik and and, um, and Tony Hinchcliffe who are, are masters at craft and comedy and then there'll be 
Snoop Dogg, yeah. um, who's who, who's there for name recognition only yeah. and oh, and some good I writing for him. So you, I mean, I, I, <laughs> it's they, intriguing. They asked. I, I think I just about did. Susan Sarandon nearly agreed to do it. Oh wow! That's the sort of not that. Imagine. I mean, that was yeah. massive difference to the people. Yeah, that's they, they, yeah. They're not Hollywood A-listers, yeah. but just the fact that they approached them made me laugh so much. Yeah, that somebody. Oh, Susan Sarandon to do this show we have to eat a lot of watermelon as quickly as we can <laughs> I love the idea of it um, yeah. so let's let's again I, I rewind all the all the way back because oh, so so I know we've we went forward, forward for a bit then we rewound once yeah so no we, we rewound once we've gone then past that point we've gone back because it's weird because we went to the launch date of Champion of Champions yeah. which is today to everyone listening uh, but, but a us. week or two to us mm. but then we went further forward yes. to the American ones yeah we don't know when um, that is. That's no idea when that is. And we hinted at mm. a future series that we can't talk about anyway. So mm. we're now going all the way. We've gone back to the fringe and come back again. Yeah. So that was a quick trip. Um, Are you going to reorder this, though, for the listener? It'll be in chronological order. Right. <laughs> I'm going to edit it heavily to start at the beginning. But was, was comedy always your your, your, your your goal and desire? You went to, to Cambridge yes. right, and stu- stu- studied... What did you study? I studied... The, Initially, Latin and German, but thought that's not going to do any good. So I left after a term and returned and studied Latin and Greek. And that's more like it, isn't it? That's, yeah. yeah. There's more comedy in, in, yeah. in, in Greek, I isn't it? Well, what I found was I got there and... Um, Greek tra- tragedies. A lot of the people studying German had been to Germany on their years off. Yeah. And I hadn't, so my German wasn't very good. Right. Whereas ancient Greek, there's only a... And I really believe this. There's, a, there's only a certain amount of things you can learn in ancient Greek and Latin, because it's all done. It's done and, and not going to de- develop any further. No. So you've got a certain amount of text. That's it. It's all there. So yeah. So I enjoyed it. I mean, also very limited um, applicability in mm. in, exactly. in life. Again, in Germany, you can. Or, or yeah, I mean, in many ways, it's hard to be tested on casually. Mm. Yeah. If, no one else if you knows go it. to Germany and Germans are like, that's not how you speak. Yeah. Whereas you're not going to get. Well, actually, great. There's lots of arguments about how people pronounce things. So there's a letter. Eh. Right. Well, we, we think it's written. We, it's written like an H without the tall bit. Right. So like an N. So like an N. Like between an N and an H. Right. Okay. But we think it's pronounced air. As if a child has written an N. Yeah. Not a they great often child. just yeah. Yeah. A, 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 yeah. Yeah. Average. Just below average child. Yeah. But we think it's pronounced air because when the um, when the Greeks wrote down the noise of a sheep, they did the beta first, then that letter. So we think oh, it's probably pronounced air because sheep say bear. Yeah. But then we say sheep say bar, so it's. You know, yeah. Who knows? I enjoyed that bit of the podcast. Yeah, that's, a conf- that's what the listener might say. Yeah, that's, that's kind of. I've, I've learned something yeah. there. I've I've learned something theoretically, <laughs> not something that's yeah. confirmed. No, I've I've I've, I've learned an idea of something. Then I may have learned something. So, so, what was the route from learning ancient languages into comedy? You were you you joined well, the Footlights, right? Which is the legendary. Yeah. Um, I think I, I used to be Comedy very embarrassed group. about this. I used to be very embarrassed even saying I went to Cambridge because, yeah. and especially Footlights, because trying to break into comedy, there was rightly a feeling that you had a step up if you went to Cambridge and it's unfair yeah. and it's elitist. And I, th- I, I think there definitely used to be a bit of that, and there might still be that now. I don't know, but equally, a lot of really good people with good comic brains went to Cambridge because they were attracted yeah. by Footlights. And Footlights is brilliant. It's just a comedy club. It's, you know, it's yeah. just I went there and. They had open mic nights, three times a term, where you go and you could do five minutes of stand-up. And it was just stand-up, you know, there weren't any boater hats, you know, it wasn't about punting. It's just normal people, and quite a tough audience, actually, because they're clever people who think they're better than everyone else. So 
So they're not easy to impress. Yeah, and it's 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 a uh, it's kind of it's doing a work in progress show at yeah. somewhere where the standard is going to be. They're going to be expecting you to be yeah certain, in front of your mates as well, level, which is yeah. the worst situation. Yeah, but it took me two years. So so I went to Cambridge thinking I was interested in comedy. I liked Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. Yeah, I like Monty Python. Yeah, I like Ardlo Hanlon. Yeah, and that was it. Those yeah. were my three influences. <laughs> um, but I didn't think I didn't think I'm going to be a comedian. But I did think I want to try once. Yeah. And it took two years of going walking past the audition room and not going in. Oh really? It, yeah. Just horrible. Just so nervous. I don't Again, know about you and your first time on stage, but yeah. I mean, it's it's odd that uh, or I I realised this recently that my first I not that I'll go into my diary because I've I've told it a load of times. But I was working in a record store and I qu- I quit my job to try and do music full time for a year and it was only recently I realised that when I quit my job hadn't thought about this I'd, I'd never performed before wow that's brave but I'd written all my stuff and yeah. I'd got, got got really good at it at home and I'd recorded a little album and then I quit and went and did my first street gigs and again exactly that I remember the first one we'd driven there and I just I get attributed bravery a lot but I think I just don't think things through properly yeah, sometimes yeah it's brave or stupid isn't it so, yeah. yeah I think it is brave but, but not conscious bravery, I suppose. It's yeah. It's not self-belief. I'll just assume that this is going to be great. And it, I, I remember exactly that, that I got to this first gig. And because I'd gone there with my mate and we were going to do this gig, I was going to do it outside of a DJ Sh- Shadow album launch. And we're going, that's the perfect place to go and do it. And I got there and l- literally my mate was like, well, go on then. And that's when it <laughs> hit me that I actually had to do this. I yeah. hadn't thought through that it was me. I thought, well, that'd be a good place to do that, this, this, this. And it's like... <laughs> okay, let's give that but a go. But exciting though, isn't it? Once you know, exciting once it got rush. going, yeah. yeah, completely. So, so when you finally stepped in that door, I think I, I how think was it? not quite the same as you, but I did think I'd probably be all right at this because you learn to be funny. Yeah, growing up, you know, sure. just, I made my family laugh when we were playing games at Christmas. You know, yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. We we're playing Balderdash, and I think yeah. that's when I wrote my first jokes. Yeah. Um, so I knew. I think I. I think hopefully I knew I was funny because it's yeah. all about having a sense of humour and you know being able to sense what's funny. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't exceptional at all, and I was all right. But it was so much fun. So I did yeah. that for a bit, and I entered some competitions in London, which was the way you used to do it back then. Yeah. You used to phone up from time out. There were these numbers saying, we're doing an open night. So you phone up and book a gig the next week. So I'd travel down from Cambridge to King's Cross, yeah. do a gig, come back. And that was quite good. Getting out of the university scene yeah. was quite good. Yeah. And just, uh, unlike you, I didn't have a job to quit. I think starting as a student is bad in comedy because you haven't got anything to talk about yet. But yeah, you also don't have a family to feed, so so you can do it. You can learn more comfortably. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. to be honest, I'm lucky that I had a family who I didn't have to... I, I got jobs, but I could rely on them a little bit to support me. So yeah. the people like John Bishop, who quit everything to become a stand-up, they're the ones I really admire. You know? Yeah, Or yeah. people who start late, or Mickey Flanagan, someone who yeah. changed complete direction. Uh, yeah, people like me I don't really have an awful lot of respect for. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I've always enjoyed the quote that if if you've if you've got something to fall back on, you're more likely to fall back, and I I, I think that reflects both ways as well because it mm. gives that credit to those who quit everything, but, but equally, it states the achievement and drive that's needed if you have got things to fall back on because mm. you've chosen. I mean, you've had it more comfortable and could have easily at any point walked away from comedy, but didn't and mm. persisted mm. and 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 honed your craft I suppose so the trouble is one of my first jokes 
and this sort of demonstrates why the quality of comedian I am or was yeah. was that I used to collect crash mats. I right. don't anymore, but it's always nice to have something to fall back on. So the whole time you were saying that, I was just thinking, <laughs> can, should I try to... Can I get my joke in? Yeah, get my joke in. And that's the trouble with knowing comedians, because they're always trying to get their <laughs> jokes in. Let's get my bit in. I that's... think it's a lot of accidental stuff, actually, that really, with a career in comedy, that you just... Well, hopefully. I think it shouldn't be planned. Yeah. So I did those gigs, got a job, I worked as a journalist for a bit, and I worked on Big Brother. But eventually, the amount of gigs I got overtook the amount of work I was getting. Yeah. So you can eventually leave the job. And... You just hope that keeps going on that. Yeah, you know, yeah. as long as that keeps going up, then you don't need to get a job to balance it out. Um, it but there's no plan. Be. You know, there's no... Yeah. But I do remember signing... I was listening to David Ginola this morning on yeah. Talk Sport, and yeah. he was talking about when he first signed a contract to be a f- professional footballer when he was... Wow. I think he was 19. It was quite late. Yeah. And he was saying that he didn't... Um, he phoned his dad and said, I've become a professional footballer. And his dad said, how much are they paying? And he said, I haven't got... I forgot to ask. He didn't know. Yeah. So in those days, you just become a footballer, whereas now it feels like they know about the money side of yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. When I signed with an agency, I signed with Bound and Gagged Comedy, who were brilliant. But I didn't. It wasn't about the money. It's not like you get paid anyway for signing. But yeah. it wasn't about the money at all. It was yeah. just, wow, this guy's going to help me. And yeah, I'm going to get gigs. to be. In, in, I'm properly in the industry. Now. Yeah, I'm going to tell people. Um, and something you said there made me think of another thing that I like about Taskmaster. So brilliant. as we're coming towards the end give that extra dig and, and, we'll, and praise we'll to it. We'll rewind a bit, won't we, before yeah. we end? Um, yeah, we will, we'll rewind and then we'll jump all the way yeah. forwards and reflect upon your retirement. One of the things that only occurred to me when you mentioned it there is the thing that is great about Taskmaster is it's not a show that is giving comedians an opportunity to get their, their gags in. Yes. It's putting them point. in situations to be naturally funny and naturally amusing. And on all of the, of the panel shows, as much as I, I, I love them, you know when... Jimmy Carr is leading them to a point that yeah. they've got a bit that's in their stand-up that's about when they were at school yeah. and, and things like that and these slightly attached to something that's in the news but really it's a bit from your old stand-up that, that isn't possible at all in Taskmaster yeah. really because it's just do this task if it's funny it's funny if it's not yeah, if it's you not. do a gag if you, if you do a joke about crash mats that's coming out yeah, that's yeah. not making the edit <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I think yeah I, I agree I think it's you know these are, we sort of forget comedians are funny people yeah so they don't need writers and they don't need script editors and, telling and, them what to do. And they can forget at times, I think, as well. I think a, a comedians, again, when it becomes a, your job, will become so... The, the pressure of coming up with what is your new show or whatever else went half the time, if someone else came along and said, your new show is about this, yeah. then that pressure would be off and you could just go and get on with being f- funny. Mm. You've got the subject, just you can get Which on I with guess is being that, funny. The whole comedy without a second at the... Um, uh, what's that gig? What's that gig called? The gig where you get given a set list. Yeah, so yeah. That thing relying on comedians actually being funny and working on their instincts. And yeah, hopefully yeah. that's what this is. Yeah, we, we do tell people don't make jokes all the time. I mean, you can make jokes if you want. Yeah. The, I think Frank, you know, that first series, they didn't know what the show was. And Frank would do a joke because he's got more jokes than anyone else. Yeah, he's a good so He'd open machine. up the task and go and do a joke about paper, yeah. first of all, and then do the task. But he realised realized after two tasks that that's not necessary. You yeah. know, you can be funny rather than... Yeah, so funny. But yeah, uh, it's a difference, I think. I love that. Well, I mean, as we're as we're coming towards at the end, I'll let you get back to 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 taskmaster assistanting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people need assistance. But I want to talk a little bit about uh, the horn section oh, and cool. how that okay. came about, and what and what what drew you towards doing a musical thing, ra- other than the horn section being a good name it's and a your name both. being yeah, Alex. No, it's definitely a bit of both. <laughs> I'd say it's similar to Taskmaster, and I was—it um, was the same time, the same year, I think, yeah. that it came up with it. So I'd had my son, 
my first child. Mm-hmm. I think that does make you slightly desperate, or, or or it makes you think about things a bit more because you think, oh, I need to support. The pressure something. is on, particularly if you've grown up, as you were saying, in a situation where you had family support and stuff like that. So yeah. you'd never, even before a child, you'd never had particular pressure. Yeah. To to look after yourself, like you're obviously you're looking after yourself, but there's, do you know, what I mean, there's there's always felt that safety. Whereas when there's a child, yeah, they, there's, they do rely there's a on lot you of pressure. Yeah. yeah. And also, you have less time when you have a child, which I think makes you m- create more because you think, yeah. "Oh, I've only got two hours today. Let's cram Let's something, something in," good. Yeah, rather yeah. than this day stretching ahead of you. So, um, so anyway, so I'd done a gig at the at the um, at Ronnie Scott. So, I, so my two best friends from primary school became jazz musicians, and I became a comedian. Okay. And we always hung hung out. I went to some jazz gigs and clapped at you know the right times. So I was pretty yeah, good at it. Perfect. And they came to comedy gigs and laughed at the right time. So I think I had a sense. Oh, of when you take a swig of water, exactly right? that's that. The, when the comedian the stops talking yeah. and steps back, sometimes that's yeah, when he claps. That's the that's yeah. the clap. I get it. So so we'd always hung out, and then the saxophonist Mark did these regular gigs at uh, Ronnie Scott's called Soul Family, which is a brilliant night. Yeah. Once a month, and I did a spot on it. And it went really well. I just did a comedy thing yeah. with a jazz audience and the band was there and I got them to do bits and bobs. Amazing. And we thought, oh, well, this is interesting. And so we booked a night up at Edinburgh with six nights at midnight in a small room. And I got all my comedian friends to do spots at it. And people were very... Tim was there, obviously. Yeah. And people were very supportive. So Jimmy Carr was, was amazing. He did it for free lots and lots of times. And wow. Tim Minchin came. And, yeah. And so that's how it started. So it was co- comedians doing stuff with a band playing along without rehearsals, you yeah. know. Tim Minchin would say, "Can I give me some sad music?" And they would just play some sad music, yeah, and perfect. suddenly any story would be elevated. Yeah. And then gradually over the years, that's become we're relying less and less on the comics, and just we we tend to have one guest occasionally, but mainly yeah. it's us now because we've done it for eight years. Yeah. So it's comedy and music, and and it's I me. It. I don't know anything about music, and they don't know anything about comedy, but I do a bit, and they do a bit. So it's sort of meeting in the middle. Yeah, I like that. I I I need to to now just briefly address that I was asked to come and do it. Oh, when I was up at the fringe, and yeah. I said no, but yeah, because m- most of my stuff is like poems about suicide and stuff like that, which which no matter what kind of musical accompaniment, know. it might ruin the night. We've slightly. got a new song about grief, where we Great. sing all about we sing uh, the writing's really good, quite yeah. seriously about what grief is. Yeah, I mean you've never been sad, so I'm, no, I question this, this the... is from uh, Will, the bassist, <laughs> oh, right, okay, who's only been sad, regularly sad. <laughs> that's basically. But the music is really upbeat. Yeah. So that's sort of the joke. It's not really a joke. It's an audience who don't know how to deal with the song. I always had that at the fringe. I'd get invited to do tons of the late night things. It's like, I'm not the right... Yeah. I'd, 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 it, it was my first year up there as well. So I was always like, I, th- I think they're just assuming I'm going to be able to come and be funny and entertaining. Yeah, and then I'm going to get up for quite drunk, angry Scottish people and go, ever considered hurting yourself? I think saying no was... <laughs> at the time, saying no was probably the right thing. However, and this is going to sound crass... Um, we're just doing our own podcast. We've yeah. done, cause we did Radio 4 for quite a while, which is great. Yeah. And they haven't asked us back for a while, which is fine too. But that's a safe place where you have to show your scripts to producers and they yeah. have to say, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Whereas podcasts, I guess this is why you do it. You do whatever you want. It's what I love about it. I've been approached a few times by BBC stations and all sorts of other things since the podcast has got successful. And it doesn't appeal. Mm. The appeal is doing it yourself. I've been able to email two days ago and say, yeah, let's do it. And yeah. coming and sitting in the caravan and doing it now. Well, and, I'll email you, you know, two days before our next podcast because if you're yeah. coming and talking about suicide, 100%. it's a safe place. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to. That'd be great. You'd be cross pollination. Oh, oh, what is your, what is the kind of theme of your podcast and what's the the, the tone of it? Is is there music? It's constantly it's and so stupid. It's mainly yeah. stuff that yeah you wouldn't be able to do. There's no audience, so yeah. so that 
frees us up quite a bit because you don't need to get a laugh every yeah. 20 seconds. So it's me and the band. The band plays songs that they've written that we wouldn't do live yeah. because they're too obscure. They're about Jacques Villeneuve or, Brilliant. you know, they're, they're not for the mass yeah. audience. And I ask them about their lives in quite personal detail. Yeah. And it's just some lots of stupid games. And we have an audience of one, which is our special guest. So Amazing. So David Arnold yeah. has been on, who composed all the music for Sherlock and James Bond. Right, Bryce. wow. So hopefully people from music, but also... Tim's done it. Yeah. Tim Key. Yeah. He's done I'm it. familiar with him. I, I, I love that, That's though. And it's what I love about the freedom of, of podcasts is exactly that. Number one, the freedom to do what you want. Number two, there's a weird disposable feel to them, which I think is really freeing. Mm. Um, there's not that pressure. of it, the, the fact is, if you have an episode that, that doesn't connect, there'll be another one next week. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, the, it's that constant turnover thing, which can get such, some of the most real content out because you're not you're not spending ages going this has to be perfect and polished and lovely you're just allowing it to happen well when we do a song in the podcast and it goes wrong we might play it again but we'll play both versions out yeah because I think it's funnier and more interesting to hear a bit that went wrong that's fine I think yeah we wanted it to be the listeners sitting in with us when we were yeah. rehearsing or jamming it's the freedom Can of I it. pull off jamming Jam- you, you absolutely nailed it until you highlighted oh, a lack of confidence I in nailing that. it and I now it that. sounds quite racist um, oh. <laughs> a blind boy of the rubber bandits has started a podcast recently and it's fantastic because there'll be 10-15 minutes or half hour at the beginning of him talking about politics or whatever's going on and he's wonderful at that and then he's just recorded a short story each episode where he's done a musical accompaniment wow. and it's the most weird it feels like like a proper kind of BBC4 type production of a real high end storytelling thing but it's Blind Boy, and it's talking about some weird, random stuff in, in, yeah. in Limerick. And, and if listeners don't like that, they don't have to listen. They don't and have if to listen. they do, they can... Exactly. Oh, it's a good system, isn't it's it? It's the beauty of it. So, well, thank you very much. I'll let you go as, okay. as, as we approach the, the hour mark. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you need to, to plug or tell people about? No, Obviously, the show no. starts tonight as, as this goes out, so no. that's wonderful. Um, no. No? I think people don't need to be... T- I think if people were interested in me, they'd... There's they e- can easy Google. enough to find they out. They can Google and Whereas find stuff. I think stuff. if I plug stuff, there's a chance those people who thought they might be interested would then think, ah, you, he's that guy. Are you doing any Christmas stuff? I feel yeah, the whole Christmas show at really the Square Theatre pushes itself towards Spiegel Christmas. On, on December the 7th. <laughs> it will have happened a week ago. Yeah, that, yeah. that will have already been on. Yeah. But, I mean, again, I told you that we would jump into the future and look back. So, what, what a gig that was. The Spiegel tent was perfect for it. It was such a lovely... Oh, it was a great gig. Oh. Empty, though. We did, we did a... Um, yeah, no one turned... <laughs> we did a Christmas film for Sky Shorts yeah. last year, which no one's watched. So, that's yeah. on YouTube. Great. Do have a look at it. It's one of the things I'm proudest of. It's a seven-minute yeah. horn section comedy skit. Well, we'll put a link to that <sighs> yeah, in, in this I think podcast, it's nice, but no one's so. seen it, so yeah. do watch that. Do you think there's a reason no one's seen it? Is it as good oh, as Oh, a lot of people remember? started watching it, and then they drip, drip away after Right, it doesn't sound great. No, it's but not for everyone. It's worth persisting, I guess. Just stick it on, and you can always walk away from it and leave <laughs> it playing, then we get the stats. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, thank you very much for coming on and chatting. It's been an absolute pleasure. Me too. Thank you, Scroobius. There we go, that was Alex Horn. It was genuinely exciting and slightly distracting to be in the Taskmaster uh, 
caravan because I really, I adore the show. After we did that, I went and had a, a look around the house and got to go in the big living room and in the in the lab type area and have a bit of a look around the garden. It was hugely exciting. And I know I'm a, f- a fanboy for this, but I, if you've not caught Taskmaster before, I recommend checking it out. It's my it's my go-to. Like, I have it on series link, and when I'm away, it's the first one that I jump on on catching up on because the... the the lineups are always great. The tasks are great. But I've said all of this in the podcast, so let's calm ourselves down. And next week, that or Alex has been our last guest guest of the year. Because from next week, we're in drunk cast country. So it'll be drunk cast until the new year. We're going to record it. Um, I think we're only recording it two days before it goes out. So we're going to record it. It's going to be me, Chris and Stu, the original drunk cast uh companions we're gonna have dr Susie gage of say why to drugs there to get drunk and do cognitive tests and hopefully she's bringing a breathalyzer uh jason reed of the stop and search podcast he'll be there to give some insights jim smallman of tuesday night jaw who as he's straight edged he will be having british wrestling a wrestling legend and winner of Tournament of Death 2017, Jimmy Havoc there to drink on his on his behalf. So it's going to be amazing. And we're going to have John, who 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 looks after a lot of the social media there as well, to kind of Google stuff and look stuff up and generally be a dude. So it's going to be really good fun. I don't know how many we're going to do, but they'll be going out over the Christmas period for you guys. So yeah, thanks for tuning in, and uh, I'll see you all. I'll see you all next week. Ta ta.